I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I had this perfect dream. This dream was me and you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Speller and Luke Maul's here. All right. Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Petey Donaldson's here as well. Happy Monday. everyone good to have you back um you've changed the order of the, uh, uh, how you introduce people what it's been noticed it's normally yeah. jim luke pete i know but uh, i'm looking at the new setup and i thought i've got to i've got to change with the times because we saw i saw a couple of tweets uh last week from people saying oh because you did luke first i thought jim wasn't going to be on the show and then mm. he was and i was really happy yeah i've there started you doing you first luke good to i know hear. yeah mm-hmm so there we are. It's, it's We've cleared it up, ladies and gentlemen. It's like, it's like a Steve McQueen, Paul Newman. I've, I've now insisted on top billing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, uh, <laughs> who's going to get top billing in uh, the football ramble today? It's only bloody Rochdale, isn't it? The yeah. Dale. Hey, damn right. <laughs> I love Rochdale. Keith Hill. Yeah. Oh, Keith Hill. Oh, yeah. God. There's a touch of the David Bellamy's about it. I think yeah. he looks like Davos Seaworth from Game of Thrones. I think he, he looks a yeah, bit like true. my dad. No, I think he looks like <laughs> every dad. Yeah. Yeah. 
Every dad's got a bit. He's not as he's not as hefty as our dads, is he? No, he's but not. he looks a bit like our dad. But I think whatever your dad is like, even if you're like not even a human, there's a little bit of yeah. of him in in uh, of your dad in him. He's just the most dad man I've ever seen. He's very daddy. <laughs> he's also dad hard. Yeah, completely. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't and fancy. Dad sexy. He's 48 years old, and I think Jesus, really? really? <laughs> How old do you think he was? I would have 55. I'd okay, yeah, he, he was he was born at the bottom of a hill. <laughs> <laughs> he was quarried. Yeah. Um I like I like to think that Keith Hill's beard is the absolute if you're explaining different aspects of planet Earth to a uh, an alien civilization which we are. Yeah, you would use Keith Hill as the dictionary definition of the late 40s early 50s uh, man beard. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. That beard is flecked with grey salt and pepper. It's so full. Yeah. It's full. It's the most full <laughs> beard I think I've ever, ever seen. But it's not full in a sort of... It's um, tidy. Oh, I'm having a big beard in, in lieu of a personality no, sort of way. No. That's just how he likes it, so yeah. that's how he does it. He trims it. it. He yeah. keeps it well well. I mean, he was born with that beard, wasn't he? Yeah. He had that beard when he was seven. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a sort of man you can never imagine being young. Yeah. Uh, you could almost imagine that he possibly grew out of the beard. That was <laughs> maybe there first. Like, no, no, the beard was there, and then he kind of like fall himself out of it like a popple. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the puffles. Yeah, that's what you mean. Yeah. I don't, but I sort of get what you're saying. They were the toys. They were like cuddly toys that would um, had their own pouch, so to speak. Oh, yeah. And I, you'd yeah, roll I do them remember. out. Yeah. And they go... Yeah, Keith Hill, everybody. Mm. Look at him as a, as a player, and he looks, uh, looks a bit like a sort of provincial Jason Statham. Mm. <laughs> he does, yes. Yeah. That's wonderful. And he was stuff. a breath of fresh air, Keith Hill. He, he's not sort of a um, manager because he manages Rochdale, with all due respect to them. You don't see him very much on TV. Mm. You know, I, obviously, because Rochdale are in the same division as the team I support. They're I'm, bottom, I'm, they're bottom yeah, of it. But they've got a lot of games in hand because okay. of, of their pitch situation. Right. Uh, but yeah, they're not very good generally. Yeah. But um, So I'm aware of them as a, as a concept, and I know who Keith Hill is, but you don't see him on TV that often. And he's actually been a breath of fresh air, in my opinion. Mm. I like to hear the word Spotland. Yes, true. Although, for, for, annoyingly, for sponsorship reasons, it's changed, doesn't it? Is it? Right. Yeah, but it, let's call it Nuts. Spotland. Spotland. Yeah. Spotless. Spotland men. Um, yeah, I, I I said last week, or yeah, it was last week, that uh, there's no such thing in magic. I've been proved wrong by the FA Cup again, because yeah. it's sprinkled with magic. Well, it looked course. like it wasn't going to happen this weekend. It looked like it was nothing there, really. Yeah, I know what you mean. And especially after they um, reseeded or put, you know, put a new pitch down, I thought... They should have waited until after this. Match. I think they were pandering to that the Premier silly. League. So. That was silly. They spent all the money they made by mm. getting into this round resurfacing the bloody pitch. Maybe they used Very clippings sad. from Keith Hill's beard. <laughs> and, and just <laughs> watered and dyed them. Was it not, so strong. Was it not the BBC who intimated that Spurs might have been involved in helping to pay for that? Oh, did they? Really? That's really? what they, they intimated that. I'm I don't know if it's true yeah. or not. But, but, well, but Poch, Poch saw like a really grainy um, picture of it. What He saw one picture and said, that's not good enough. And then yeah. that kicked everything off I think but, but, uh, but and then he stamped on the pitch Rochdale. and it was full of potch holes <laughs> it wasn't worth it oh, oh, come on. no it was it was <laughs> Rochdale are, 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 are an alright football inside based on that evidence and so you can understand why they want to actually give a decent account of themselves yeah. and show themselves in the best possible light um um, on TV in front of the in front of the world's TV cameras. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not great for you. fair enough. You might squeeze a draw out of it, but they they were able to do that anyway. You might squeeze a draw out of it, but it's not great to show <laughs> that your club in that sort I of light. I want right. to see Sissoko 
hurt himself <laughs> because of the things he did. He's broken with tradition. Normally there's, normally, I want to see him with a face full of sand going, ah, it's in my eyes. Marcus, there's like, ah! a, there's like, there's like an unwritten rule, isn't there, that meant like football media where like you don't, you never want to see a player hurt. No. That's right, that's right. He's broken that rule. Yeah. It's a bit like if uh, Pete's, England Please give an example as why that rule should not be unwritten. It should in fact be written <laughs> in large be, letters. It should be enforced by Her yeah. Majesty's Government. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit like when a player, you know, uh, during a tournament when England used to play up against bigger sides because they used to get to to more worthy rounds and you'd hear that you know Klinsman was going to be out or something like yeah. that and of course, look the, the the football purist in you is a bit that's a bit of a shame but the England fans are going yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely um, but I'd, I'd go back to Keith Hill just as briefly what I loved about it is when you get a manager a lower league manager play against a big side and he's beckoned into the BBC studio and all that kind of stuff and he's, he's let in behind the, the velvet rope but yeah he just plays it with a straight bat and he said all we wanted to do was match Juventus yeah exactly yeah. and we've done that <laughs> that kind of thing <laughs> and he, he actually said yeah well it, it was a difficult fixture you know <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that is that is top draw. Such you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it, a goal in injury time for Rochdale, as you say, Pete. You know they had, they were one 0 up at half time, probably deservedly. They they gave a very good account mm. of themselves in the first half. Yeah, um, well, in, in, in general, but in, specifically in the mm. first half. And you thought to yourself, oh, hang on a minute here. Now then, Spurs <laughs> made a couple of substitutions. They got the equaliser, lovely goal from Mora, and then got the penalty and and. You thought that would be that. Really. You thought yeah, that yeah, would be yeah. that. Um, but but you thought to yourself, you know what? But they had them going. They had they had Spurs going for a bit, and that's mm. often all you can ask for. Yeah. And then scoring that goal right at the end, you just think <laughs> that is wonderful for the club. I know it sounds a bit patronising, but it's true. Financially, going to Wembley for a fixture like that yeah. is it's a lovely, a lovely touch and finish. But I thought he put it wide actually. It got when off he, the post. He, great fit. Yeah, yeah. And and reason is it makes I think makes it so good is I know he came off the bench and everything, but it's the ninety second minute. Yeah. Oh yeah. And. You know, to, to to have that presence of mind, and and I think I think Davis has played. Did he play in the Premier League for Blackpool? I think he's played in the I Premier can't remember, League. To be honest, I, I think he might have played in the Premier League. So he's got a bit of experience, obviously. He, uh, uh, and look, this is from one to another, so don't say it's the wrong way of you listening. He's also a bit of a fat lad, yeah. which I like, which I like. <laughs> we all love that. Yeah, I, so. I saw like a roll of uh, flab kind of going over the top of a, t- of a shirt and I was like, oh yeah, oh, you don't see that often, no, even, no. In, even in uh, League Two. And then, League One. Uh, League One, sorry. And, uh, and Soon to be League Two. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it. Yeah, but you are uh, right in your point. Yeah. No, no, no. The thi- you don't see it very often uh, no. and that's for a reason. It was the mascot. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Okay. I also announced on air that uh, Loris could have uh, saved the first goal and then uh, the WhatsApp group of the football rumble reminded me that Loris was not in net so well, in, in theory Vorm. in theory we'll yeah Loris sh- should have saved that he should have been in, in goal that's, exactly. my, that, that was that's the what point. I meant yeah. yeah Pochettino should have put Loris in goal he would have saved it so. um, Rochdale's official mascot is actually quite upsetting it's, <laughs> um, it's Desmond the Dragon oh, yeah. as right. far as I understand it yeah. and um, it's called Desmond but he's got like really really long eyelashes and the design of the mascot I think is clearly made to look made to look at female yeah. but they've called it Desmond I don't know what they're doing well giraffes have really long beautiful eyelashes they do, maybe yeah. dragons have the same yeah. mythical creatures off. can do whatever exactly. they want yeah. Yeah. they'd it's be true. singed off mate no, I think that's they'd be straight off um, they w- with regards to Keith <laughs> <laughs> with regards to Keith Hill um, giving those kind of sort of stock answers saying oh it's a difficult fiction Pochettino is affected by this as well because apparently he said after the match the good news is well, he's still alive well, it is mm. yeah well, based on that first half I'm sorry, but if he walked in at the end of the at the end of the game thinking that's the last thing we need is a ruddy another game and a replay and so on, walking into the dressing room. Well, the good news is we're still alive. No, I, I, I don't think he, I, I, I've heard that mentioned, and I saw, I knew you were going to say that about the replay. I, I wonder, I, with the greatest respect, I, dif, I differ from you on that. I think 
look at the changes they made, Spurs. They made 11, I think. Mm-hmm. Did they make 11? It's either 10 or 11. They made a lot of changes. A, a, few. a lot of those players look rusty. So you're saying a game like this is perfect to give them a, a yeah, bit because, of match because, time. Because, well, okay. Because you've got Winks, Wanyama. This is off the top of my head. Or well, Lucas Moura. No, no, but yeah, yeah, and he's not he's not played a lot as well, so that's yep, another good one. Yep. But I was just thinking if the, if the players who come back in who looked a bit rusty, Alderweireld, Rose, Winks, Wanyama, mm-hmm. okay, they've got a fully fit squad really, apart from that, yeah. and they've got the Champions League games and, and the Premier League games, of course. They they can afford to make the changes. So what better way to give these guys a chance um, to to play their way back into mm. form with a home game at Wembley against Rochdale? It's fantastic. Okay, well that's a fair point. Although they did have to bring on Deli Ali and Harry Kane to sort them out. Though. True, yeah, yeah they did. But, yeah. You know, but the yes, good news yeah. is we're still alive, and also I saw Deli Ali and Nutmeg Man in the eighteen yard box. So that was a know. great nutmeg as well. And, yeah. and the great thing about that was, and no word of a lie, <laughs> I was able to say to my wife, "He's a nutmeg in here." Yeah, and it was that tele, it was that telegram, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and he still did it. And fair play to Keith Hill actually, because when he was asked about Deli Ali uh, winning the penalty he said yeah he was looking for it but he said that's what he should be doing and if he does that for England at the World Cup then I'm all for it I mean he can say that because he's he's just endorsing diving there isn't he that, what, why is this fine over the last couple of weeks people well, are okay with diving well did he dive or, or did he dive Okay, of course he did. All right, I'm not for it then but, but, the, but no but there is, there is that's fine we can talk about this sort of black and white terms all we want um, I think there's an element of truth in, in both of what you're saying in what you're both saying there we have to distinguish between this this looking for contact thing, mm. which ultimately, whether anyone likes it or not, in 2018 is part of the game. And Pete regularly says, well, if you don't exaggerate the contact, you don't get a decision. So you're hamstringing yourself, basically. How, how the referees in this country, and actually overseas as well, interpret the laws mean that if you don't exaggerate the contact, you're not going to get a decision. There's a difference between that and blatantly diving with no contact, a la, mm. for example, and there are other examples, but this is the first one that springs to mind, a la Chris Morning against Newcastle, mm. where there was no contact at all. Yeah. That, to me, is the modern interpretation of what a dive mm. is. But I think in this instance, Ali's sort of, there's the barest bit of contact. He's going, all right, that'll do. That's my pass. But it's a dive. foul. It's a foul. I don't know. That's not a foul. If, 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 Come if, on. If it's a Ali, tiny bit of contact. Deli Ali moves the ball past him, and he, he moves, he exaggerates the contact, but at the same time, if he doesn't exaggerate the contact, he's just going to run into him. And it's, yeah. it's still an obstruction, but the referee won't give it because the referees don't interpret it. I don't, it all I that don't way. think that's a foul at all. What do you think, Marcus? I, it's a tricky one. Why does it beneficial being the host? Yeah. You've actually got to give an opinion. I'm going to pass this on to Peter. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to sideways pass it back to Luke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's. It, I think, but both. I think what you said actually is both have have a point. You know, do you um do you kind of stand there and take a more kind of pious view about it and then get left behind, or do you do this kind of dishonourable thing and start to kind of bend well, the rules and well, so the, on and so I, forth? I, I, we're probably going to come onto this um in in, the con- in a slightly different context in a minute. Yeah. But this is the point. Jim and I's uh, viewpoints on this are different. A lot of laws in the game of football are based on a referee's interpretation. Mm. They're open to interpretation. Now, if you think that's an infringement. That's, I guess that's fine, and, and the referees interpret it that way. If you don't, that's also fine. You're allowed to disagree with the referee's decision. But the laws are, are the laws for a reason, and they've been drawn up in that way. Mm. Now, when we bring VAR in, and we talk about, we'll probably talk about it, I'm sure, in the Huddersfield game shortly, that's when the laws are looking like they might need to be changed, because it's very difficult to know what a referee's thinking and why he gave what he gave. Mm. Yeah, I, I enjoyed your concatenation of the word Jim and I. To Gemini. 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 I'm a, yep. I'm a typical Gemini. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Gemini. Indeed, yeah. So uh, so there we are, gentlemen. Um, uh, Danny Rose shouting Ryan Mason and kissing the camera. Oh, yeah, nice touch. That was nice. Nice touch. He's a, he's a lovely lad. I was fortunate enough to uh, interview him on the radio about... Ryan Mason. Three, yeah, about three mm. or four months ago. 
such a lovely fella. I've and, heard that. Uh, and he was on the BBC as well, I think, just before the Spurs game mm. at the weekend, and he's, he came across very, very well. Yeah. Speaking of uh, lovely fellas, let's talk about Bards. Oh, the oh, Pardonator. Hey, back pards. in the headlines. Barcelona! Do not follow us on. They've been dubbed the Cab 4. I love that. I like that. Nice. Great. Good, Didn't yeah. two of them play at the weekend as well? Yeah. He Jeez. put them in. Jeez. One was stripped to the captaincy. The Finn squad. One <laughs> yeah. was stripped of his driving licence. Oh, dear. Went what? away for a little training in Spain last week. Yeah. Mm. What I love about this is for everything Pardew said about it, is, 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 I know you've put in the running order, Marcus, a lot of it is about um, you know, like him saying, like, oh, obviously we're disappointed in that. And it's a lot of it's platitudes. You get the impression that Pardew's thinking, I know I have to condemn these guys, but I don't really know why. <laughs> <laughs> the no, curfew. Nothing the cur- I haven't done. It the curfew. Megabans. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he said, I'm annoyed that they've broken the curfew. He didn't, mm. I, as far as I could see in the quotes, I'm sure he did somewhere, but his main annoyance seemed to be about the curfew rather than stealing the taxi. But they went, they went out. Like, are you not allowed back out? As long as you're back before a certain time, you're going out for McDonald's. That's fine, isn't it? Yeah, oh, but it was at half five listen, in the morning. Marcus, yeah. Marcus yeah. and Jim, have you guys ever encountered a human being less um, open to the idea of a curfew than Pete Donaldson? <laughs> <laughs> Don't even bother trying to interpret yeah. it, Pete. What's a curfew? He's just said, "What if you come back in for the curfew yeah. and you go back out from McDonald's? That's all right." And then, no, <laughs> that's not what a curfew when, is. When does the next day start? That's all I'm asking. That could be breakfast. Imagine you just staying up past midnight arguing yeah. with the calendar that the day. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you know you're working in the factory in the old days and you clock in and go, right, I'm off, lads. I'll yeah. see Where you. does <laughs> breakfast taxi stealing start? <laughs> and where does night times taxi stealers start? Are they different? Should, do you, yeah. should you treat them differently? Is Ma- right. Was that McDonald's serving breakfast or not? Yeah, yeah. okay. That's right? a good cut off. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Could, I get, could I get a flat sausage with some syrup or yeah. not? They're essentially a professional athletes, aren't they? <laughs> well, yeah. the funniest tweet I saw... 36-year-olds. The funniest, tweet, that. the funniest tweet I saw about it is that uh, someone said, uh, Alan Pardew has said that the four players who stole the taxi uh, will never play for West Brom again. Um, so another eight players have come forward saying they're in the back. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, a, a statement for the four of them said, we felt it important we identify ourselves out of respect for teammates who otherwise could be, Im- could be implicated by association. And I thought, yeah, you're you trying to claim a bit of moral high ground there. Yeah. No, we're all good, lads. We admit what yeah. we've done wrong. Yeah. I, I would have preferred to have heard a statement from around the time that they were doing it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would as well. <laughs> That'd have been good. But they stole the taxi at half five. The taxi driver only got his car back at eight in the morning. So, mm. you know, a few hours later. The, the beautiful part of this for me, just from a football ramble point of view, is um, they admitted it before we recorded. So we can definitely talk about it. Damn right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why that statement is very, very important. Yeah. Um, speaking of managers coming out with really classic English managery type uh, statements, Pards came out with an absolute classic saying uh, with regards to it. He just went, well, it wasn't what we wanted. <laughs> I do wonder remember when Rob Lee and uh, Warren Barton stole a limousine yeah, yeah I can't remember Keegan saying anything about it yeah because he was wanting to go somewhere yeah. it was his limousine and they stole it and he happened to be in the back he had a second job to try and pay the bill yeah. <laughs> I've never ridden in a limo before I can't fit this limo in there mate. West Brom are rock bottom of the Premier League they are. You get as well. and, and also mm. chaps I know we, we normally have a, a, a time and an allotted time to, to mention this but in the context of, of that we're actually talking about them as a team at the moment Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons. Not that one. Simo. He fell at the final hurdle. It was a great shame. So long, our sweet prince. We hardly knew you. I know. (laughs) He got the right result, but but the bit before. He shot for the moon, and I respect that. I respect that an awful lot. We need a new one for next Thursday for the best bet of Bet365. Yeah, we certainly do. Unlucky, mate. Unlucky. Uh, But yeah, West Brom, they are out the cup, and 
I mean, the preparation wasn't ideal. Again, Pard said we've, about going to Spain, we've gone there to try and get ourselves ready and up for the running, and this is obviously not ideal. Mm. <laughs> I thought, cause I, when I saw this story, I thought, oh, they've done a new cast. They're already out of the cup. And I forgot, no, they're not. They're still in the yeah, cup. Yeah. So they, so yeah. they that happened got, like, on the Thursday. <laughs> they played on the Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> It's so silly. It's absolutely fantastic. It's, I think, I think West, so West Brom fans would be annoyed though, right? Because they had a plum draw in the third round and they beat mm. Exeter quite easily and they beat Liverpool. Away from home. And they're rock bottom, like I say, of the league. Mm. Um, this is a real nice sort of holiday for them, yeah. the fans, not the players. Well, they had a nice holiday in Spain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and, they, and they've, they've, uh, they've been beaten. Um, the, the latest report I read this morning um, is that Pardew's got a couple of games to save yeah, his job. Yeah, you, you can't imagine he'd be... They're at home to Huddersfield next, mm. and then after that they go to Watford, and then after that they've got Leicester, then Bournemouth. I mean, they've got they need to start moving now. Well, yeah, they were now. They, they were unlucky not to get an equaliser to to give them an ounce of credit. I mean, yeah. Rondon scored an absolute beauty. He really did. Didn't he? I love that. He just there was nowhere that was going other than the goal. He yeah. forced that in. <laughs> yeah, right. It was brilliant. It was, I, I was going to say like Matthew Upson and um, Leon Osman on Match of the Day yeah. too were actually talking about the virtues of these trips and how it, uh, you know when the dust is all settled on this, it might look a bit mad, but apparently it is very important for team bonding. I'm sure, like yeah. That. Look at the Jim, look at the difference. You're right. Look at the profile of the difference of the profile between two clubs in this in this example. So we were talking last week about Pep Guardiola saying to Man City players, you can have three or four days off now and literally you can do whatever you want. But mm-hmm. they, they believe in the project and respect the process mm-hmm. and respect the manager so much that clearly that's not gone awry mm-hmm. as far as I know. When you've got a manager like Alan Pardew, it's obviously slightly different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he may foster a, a particular type of team spirit which maybe lends itself to this sort of thing. Um, Can I have a weekend away? Can I have a weekend away myself? Accidents do happen. Aguero was in a car accident, wasn't he? Now, I I have no idea... I don't. Th- I can't remember. I that was a very different scenario. It, it yeah. was a very different scenario. So that, you know, but um, things but can you, happen. Is what you're but saying. But you imagine Pep Guardiola. The only thing he says is, "Kevin, just put some sunscreen on." That's all I ask. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, you're very fair. Indeed. Yeah. Get it um, on. But I, I, what I was going to say was, I think you know, obviously West Brom probably have a little bit more steam to let off than uh, the Man City yeah. do, given how everything's going. And actually, uh, could this be a catalyst for them to actually? Just pull together and start behaving a bit because if the squad's in that sort a of ridiculous converter for, for example well yeah quite um, because you know things can't get more embarrassing than this things can't really get worse than that so they absolutely have to pull their socks up now if they're not going to do it now they're never going to do it are they yeah that's very true Jim I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really trying to help Pards out there. you are you really are and it's, it, it's refreshing to see but yeah Southampton they'll be away to Wigan or Manchester City in the next round of course we don't know that result at the time of recording uh, just quickly before we go to a break VAR was in the spotlight again at Huddersfield, where Manchester United ran out 2-0 winners. Before we talk about that, Romelu Lukaku looking his whole self. Um, now, when given time and space, he can do that to defenders using yeah. strength and pace and, and obviously his class. I, we just want to see him do that against yeah. the bigger sides. I know it's a cliched thing and so on, but when you see him like that, you think, yeah, there, there he yeah. is. That's the man that they, that they signed. And obviously mm. at the start of the season, he was scoring a lot of goals. Um, just to be able to do that to, to better defenders. Absolutely. So I mean, that's, that's what he's been signed to do, yeah. isn't it? To do these really, really powerful goals. Uh-huh. Um, and it's interesting that Man United set up on the counter. He showed a lot of respect to Huddersfield. And I think that's interesting about Mourinho. You know, mm-hmm. we criticise him a lot for sort of, you know, quite negative tactics and pragmatic tactics sometimes but he, he gets it right often in ways you wouldn't expect it to and him to and that's a great example of that but the ball from Sanchez for the second oh, goal yeah. put it absolutely into his path mm. you know if th- that helps the striker so so much it mm-hmm. buys you a couple of touches almost and, yeah. and you know I, I think Sanchez is that's a hell of a player to have around Lukaku he might bring more out of it yeah you're right to say about Mourinho's tactics because uh, we said that Huddersfield will be will be full of uh, confidence after their 4-1 win against Bournemouth and will want to go at Manchester United and 
with with Mourinho playing, you know, Michael Carrick in the midfield, not having Pogba, much has been said about that. Mm. Uh, obviously, they've still got a fantastic lineup to play on the break and just think we'll be fine here. You know, it was it was evidently a, a good idea. Um, and we they also played a four three four three three, which is what we've been talking about, and mm. they look much better for doing it. Yeah. Without Pogba as well, if, yeah, if no, he can Pogba. come back in yeah. into that system, yeah. then you would think that he would he would do very well. Um, yeah, Juan uh, Mata's goal was was disallowed. Mourinho said after the match, if the decision goes against his team, but is the right decision, then he's super happy because he wants the truth. Uh, David Wagner said VAR killed the emotion. Juan Mata said he likes VAR. Well, most mm. players do like it. Yeah. I think we talked about this before. Most players do like it. It's more the sort of commentary out or the exploit pros or. Whatever that because it gives the media a headache. Trying to, <laughs> yeah. like, I think I think it's also because we 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 thrive on the actual the narrative and the drama and everything mm. around it. I mean, if everything is dictionary definition perfect every mm-hmm. single time, it's much more difficult for us to do our job. But there's lots of other reasons. But I'd like to hear from players who've had their goals chalked off. Well, and it's one taken a long time. You know, it's sort of like uh, but yeah, the, exactly. But oh. um, I mean, at the risk of sort of um, you know banging the same drum over and over again. I mean, how fractional was that decision? It was yeah. so fractional. Well, this is one of those things, isn't it? You, as you said earlier, it's, it's down to the interpretation of an official sometimes. It, yeah. It's almost like, with, with an offside in particular, you wonder if um, you know if the law will actually need a little bit of amendment. Because it's so tight. It I mean, Matter was leaning offside. Does he gain an advantage there? He doesn't said, really, and that's it, what the law's there for. I've said it since, since this, the whole thing came in. I've said, on the offside law... If you're going to do it and you're going to into, incorporate VAR into the offside law as it currently stands, the offside law needs to change. Mm. Otherwise, the way they're interpreting it makes it not even necessary to have assistant linesmen. Yeah. Uh, assistant referees, sorry. You don't need them. Yeah. So it has to change. We've done that a hundred times, but anyway. And, and when and when they sort of display why they've taken a particular decision, don't have the wonkiest line no. in the world. I mean, that's, <laughs> but, but, yeah. that's just madness. That but the company have since confirmed that they that the, the officials were looking at the correct line. It was oh, just yeah. an incorrect one supplied to the broadcaster. <laughs> Which doesn't look great, obviously. Why, why yeah. are you making incorrect ones? Why know, is that yeah. even in the system? Yeah. Don't have an incorrect We've one. We've got the incorrect yeah. one. You know, oh, John, you know that one that says do not use? <laughs> I used that one, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Just delete it. Yeah. <laughs> well, me. Brighton um, will be playing Manchester United in the next round. Brighton themselves in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup for the yeah. first time since 1986. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Glorious stuff. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk a tiny bit more FA Cup and then the championship after the, 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 this. Selling a little? Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. Donaldson, where's your trousers? I can confirm he's got them on mm. for now. Mm. I, I got some lovely trousers on. <laughs> yeah, actually. Look um, more, you look like you're going to say something. Yeah, before we go to the correspondence with Pete, everyone's highlight the show, I'm sure. A quick note for our Acast Plus listeners. Starting with this month, we are moving to a new format where instead of Ramble Meets shows on a monthly basis uh, as your extra show, you will now get um, a chance to choose the subject of the shows we make as Acast Plus monthly specials. This is exciting. Oh, yeah. So we're now giving you the chance as an Acast Plus listener um, to email into us on specials at thefootballramble.com. That's specials at thefootballramble.com with your ideas, and we'll make a monthly special curated by you and your ideas. So it can be anything you want, and we'll pick a few of our favourites to, to make a monthly special for you as an ACAST Plus subscriber. As a further development, our Ramble Meet series, in which we spend time with the great and good of the football world, We've got some good ones lined up. Will now be released generally and available to all, and we'll stick those out on the usual feed as and when they're ready. So to summarise, Acast Plus subscribers, new type of show. You can get involved in it. Specials at thefootballramble.com. Ramble meet shows for everyone. Oh yeah! Back to you, Pete. Lovely old job. It's correspondence with Pete Donaldson. But I would say just before that, you say it's exciting that the the listeners effectively now get to choose our Acast Plus yeah. uh, specials. You could also say it's terrifying. Yes, it is. Based on Pete's <laughs> Wikipedia page, which yeah. is utterly terrifying. Yeah. And pretty much every email we've ever received. Actually, before you start, unless you're going to include this, uh, uh, Oliver Memories Bailey did a poll about uh, on Twitter which of... Uh, the, four of, the us. four of us are most likely to steal a taxi. Right. Overwhelmingly. Pete, you got 82%. With a, with a landslide of a landslide. <laughs> it, would be, it will be a very short uh, journey. Yeah. You can't even drive. I know. Also, given that I can't drive. No denial. That's my favourite yeah. thing. So, yeah, but Pete, Pete could, is arguably not even physically up to the job of stealing a taxi. <laughs> you can get someone else to do it. So I've got a smell clear somewhere. Have you? Yeah. So. Mm, to you. Tootle, tootle around with those, poodle around with those. There we are. Uh, hello to Charlie Watts. Not that one. Shalom, <laughs> Shalom Ramblers. Uh, had a fantastic idea for the replacement of Extra Time or FA Cup replays. A giant game of Connect Four gets wheeled on and each team picks a player to part uh, to take part. Uh, I'll set the scene for you. FA Cup fourth round. Spurs have just played out a one-all draw with Man United. The Connect Four gets wheeled on and Harry... Kane, he does put a terrible word in the middle of that, uh, Harry Kane <laughs> and Alexis Sanchez step forward for their teams. Both players are probably about as intelligent as a toddler, so I feel a nation would find this battle highly entertaining. Oh, I don't think that's a crap no. idea. How's that made it in? Yeah. What do you mean? 
Charlie, well, just because he's called Charlie Watts, and you yeah. get a chance to say not that one. Was that the, yeah, first, exactly. is that the first one in the <laughs> That was inbox? the first one, yeah. That is the reason, isn't it? I yeah. just saw Charlie Watts the I prefer uh, it when he punched drummer. Mick Jagger in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot Matthews from Australia. Hello, Elliot Matthews. I was listening to the pod Never Kiss a Man's Hat earlier this month, uh, and you talked about the Premier League clubs potentially hiring acting coaches to teach players to dive better. And Pochettino also stated uh, that football is about tricking your opponent again and again. This reminds me of a similar os- situation in Aussie rules football. In AFL, if you tackle someone someone above the head you'll concede a free kick above the head you won't I know, hit them <laughs> it's weird isn't it what? midway through the 2016 season North Melbourne Football Club literally took time out of their training schedule and allocated it to teaching their players to raise their arms while being tackled ensuring that the tackle rides up their shoulders and onto their head I presume the original rule is above the neck yeah. which yeah. is the so situation basically the coach coached them to sacrifice their own skull <laughs> to, get, to get an advantage the coach said if umpires keep a wall the free kicks we're going to keep coaching it <laughs> fascinating game yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah thank you for that played on a cricket pitch that game isn't it <laughs> I think it's something like I think they have like 400 players a side or something mad. Yeah. absolutely mad uh, so if you want to get in touch with the show uh, it's shortthefootballramble.com <laughs> yes I've uh-huh. Pete, for, for get in there Marcus, I was saying this earlier when we're doing Luke and Pete show right <laughs> for a man who loves technology so much oh, yeah. I, I am continually surprised at how much he struggles with email addresses <laughs> it's like it's, it's like he does it does like a tombowler in his head and picks like a random email address out and you might get it you might not I, I'm on a lot of podcasts now for sure yeah you are, oh. you are. and radio shows so this is, this is your favourite one though isn't it up y'all and hallucinogenic drugs um, right <laughs> uh, let's go back quickly to the FA Cup Sheffield Wednesday they're still in the cup they are still in the cup. We should say that uh, Cameron Dawson in golf for Wednesday had a great game and made one of the saves of the season. Yeah, giving us something to talk about from the game. Yes. Yeah, well, he, he had, yeah, he had, he had a great game considering the last time Swansea played in the FA Cup. They smashed eight in. Yeah. yeah. That was that would be terrifying for a Kiwi thing. Yeah. Oh, blimey. But uh, it's, it's a clean sheet that he'll be very proud of. Carlos Carvial, um, I think we're going for that one, yeah. said um, both managers should have been given the option of a penalty shootout rather than the compulsory replay that, of course, they now need to play. And he suggested in future that managers and referees should be able to agree after the full-time whistle that they can finish the game on the day. I mean, that would, that would be chaos. <laughs> yeah. I love that he's sort of just brought this in now. So what I would have preferred yeah. would, would be to do this very exact thing that is not part of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, Sorry, I've brought one of my own rules. Should we, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Try, well, try, try this out. He's one step away from saying it's my ball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's come from Japan. Yeah. It's, one yeah. those, it's one of those. He's isn't a man it? coming from abroad. Carlos Kickerball Carvalho. <laughs> yeah. Giving it a change in the very fabric of the game. I mean, when he said like going to Hillsborough would be like going home, it's not your home and you don't make the rules, big boy. <laughs> you know? So I, I, I should also say that I only watched highlights of this game because uh, it was on. It was the early game on Saturday, wasn't it? And uh, I went out and recorded it. Yeah, and thought oh, I'll come back and I'll watch it. Saw the result. Yeah, I thought you know what? I'm not fucking Delete. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing it. That's Delete. Delete. And if the listeners don't like it, they can stick it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he, um, old Carlos used a confusing analogy to describe the whole situation. He does this a lot with regards to replay, saying it looks like that movie Police Academy. Police Academy 1, Police Academy 2, and we think we're going to Police Academy 3 in this moment because it's the third time. I it's quite, not though, is it? I quite enjoy um, Police Academy 3. Yeah, it, I mean, there's more than three. Uh, it was the one where I think Mission to Moscow has something to do with um, some diamonds hitting in a video camera. Hmm, yeah, that, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, so... I, th- I think all the ones incl- that include Mahoney, 
which I think is up up to and including four. Right. Steve, Steve okay. Gutenberg. Yeah, is, is, is Steve Gutenberg in the Simon at Miami Beach? I think he might have gone by then. That's yeah. five. Michael Winslow, was he in all of them? He was the one that made the noises. Yeah, yeah. Hightower so. was in all of them. Uh, the little woman who's get, when she gets angry, she shouts. Yeah. Uh, Zed, Zed, is, Zed is the noisiest one. Yeah, what's, it, um, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Wild Bob Wild Thor- yeah, Bob Thorkwit. Bob, yeah. Oh, it's, <laughs> Wild, it's Wild Bob, Bob Thorkwit. <laughs> no, isn't it Bobcat Goldthwait? Bobcat Goldthwait. Like yeah. Is Gutenberg... <laughs> He sort of talks like that. No, noises is, uh, noises is Jones. Yeah. And Zed is the guy with the funny voice. He's... And Kim Cattrall's in the first one, isn't she? Yes, oh, she okay. is. Yeah. Is Steve Gutenberg in FA Cup replay Liberty Stadium? No, no. <laughs> Police Academy 10. Yeah. Assignment Liberty Stadium. There was a kid's cartoon of Police Academy. There was, that? yeah. There was, yeah. yeah. And Robocop. Very strange. Very adult film. of Robocop. Yeah, very adult. I don't... I think Robocop is decidedly more adult than Police Academy. <laughs> and, um, no, this is the debate that me and my dad used to have. He would rather me watch Robocop than Police Academy because, Ro- <laughs> because Police Academy has sex in it, but Robocop... Doesn't he have a... Is, um, doesn't he shoot a man's balls off at one point? Possibly. This explains well, so much scene. about you. Yeah. So, well, yeah, so much. We, the fetishisation of tech, <laughs> just all of it. We'll go to the championship very quickly, ladies and gentlemen. The Ed 209 of these... He, yeah. he showed you Robocop rather than Police Academy because it's just it's real life mate yeah. that's what happens yeah. that is what happens on the streets he, he people become robots he didn't want you to think police officers are as hapless as that and you can get away with crime <laughs> so he showed you Robocop yeah, couldn't he fly in three I'll oh, shut up Pete. Marcus come on fly. let's go to the championship the old farm derby happened two very late yeah. goals Norwich won Ipswich one of course was the result Tim Closer missed a good chance earlier in the game made amends though didn't he with that injury time winner Mick McCarthy <laughs> This is so good. A man who does not obey the public trust. Marcus, tell them... I'll protect the innocent. Tell people people listening who may not have seen this, what Mick McCarthy... And you say he was accused of doing it. He did it. He was doing it. What did he do? Uh, He told his own fans to fuck off. (laughs) He celebrated a goal. Allegedly. Allegedly. He celebrated a goal in their biggest game of their season by screaming, fuck off, to his own fans. No... Even better than that, it was the fist going yeah, right fist in there. As well. going yeah. r- no, I would not say that's a fist pump. That was a that, that was an uppercut. That's going in there, that's, right up the arse. <laughs> Fuck <that>. you, <laughs> up the arse. Explain that to people the- who pay my wages up to the wrist. Hey, basically explain that to the director. I know what you're saying, Mick, but. The fans are quite important. Mick, Mick, calm, calm down, Mick. Calm down, Mick. They can't hear you now. Stop saying it. I were, I were, I were. No, what I were doing was, I were, I were pretending I was fishing out some grass from a tractor, and it was a tribute to the match. Yeah. Pete, you can imagine the director saying that, and Mick McCarthy goes, "No, I know what you're saying, but it's me against them. Fuck them." And you. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was a shame for Big Mick because, of course, Ipswich scored on the 89th minute. I want my man delivering a calf. (laughs) (laughs) Like what a farmer would do, yeah? (laughs) Yeah, it would have been their first derby win since 2009. 2009. I mean, they they are suffering, aren't they? I'll switch in the East Anglia derby. And then, of course, Closer scored late on. But yeah, but Mick McCarthy also said, he made some comment about Norwich having spent 300 million in the last few years yeah. and still languishing no, mid-table. What he said is, I reckon I could get Norwich to mid- mid-table if I'd spent 300 million quid. <laughs> love it, love it. It's an underrated derby, that. Not on this show, we, I, we I love like, it. I like but it. It's, it was a great game again. But yeah. I like it that Mick is saying, effectively, just because I tell my own fans to fuck off, doesn't mean I like you, Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the firing line as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's he mates with? Do you know what I mean? Who's he on good terms with, Mick McCarthy? I don't know. I don't bloody know. He's yeah. a friend of this show. He is, he's yeah. a friend of ours. 
was. He's very welcome round here, certainly. <laughs> uh, Cardiff moved back into second place with a 1-0 win over Pulis's Middlesbrough. They've uh, registered 14 clean sheets in 32 league games this season, old Cardiff. And that's uh, significant, not only because it, um, you know clean sheets mean prizes, but uh, Warnock set his team a target of 16 clean sheets at the start of the season, believing that would be enough to ensure a playoff position. Well, the way they're going, I mean, they automatically go up rather than the playoff and, position. And two points on this. One is, if they do indeed get promoted, you wonder what Neil Warnock will do because he's yeah. traditionally liked to play his trade in that division. Yes. And secondly, um, another observation um, on the Middlesbrough side of things, I wouldn't claim to be an expert on, on, on them at all, but one of the things you, you, you would hope to receive when you hire Tony Pulis as a manager is like a, a model of consistency. Yeah. They've been so inconsistent. They have. I mean, they're five the points off. what you'd expect. Yeah, they're five points off the playoffs. But now is the time really to, to kind of start your charge, you know. But it, it would be nice to see our Warnock back in the Premier League, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, it would be. But I don't think he would stay. I don't think he would take. I don't think he would. He would bother. I think he would maybe leave. Well, yeah. Well, when he was asked if he was going to reward the players uh, for you know when, if they get to that target of sixteen clean sheets and and what they've done, he said, "I might have a glass of bubbly when I get home, but nothing to do with the players." All right. I mean, <laughs> surely Warnock would want to stay if they if they got promoted. Have another crack at it. Yeah, so I suppose it depends on the budget available and all that kind of stuff. Because if you're going to go into the Premier League and he thinks that he won't have full reign, you know, I'd imagine he likes to have a lot of. Um, a lot of say in what goes on and at Cardiff we know with the owners I, I don't know what the situation is like now but there has been a little bit of uh, a funny business behind the scenes and so on and so forth it, it would be very interesting so you know these, there's so many moving parts with these kind of situations I, I just I just don't think Neil Warnock thinks he's to be perfectly frank and I respect what he's achieved in the game I, I, I do quite like Neil Warnock um, I just don't think he thinks he's up to it in the Premier League. Mm. I think, I mean, because even... Well, isn't it, wasn't this his last job, he said, with Cardiff? Yeah. And, he said, he, you know... And even if they were to get a huge windfall from going into the Premier League, yeah. which you'd imagine they would, and then and then the owner said, well, we're going to spend all that money. Well, not can't spend that money. Who's he going to spend it on? Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that, that's all well and good, though, isn't it? But give it, you know, if it actually comes to a situation where they do get promoted and he's faced with that decision, it'd be, it'd be a difficult thing to, to walk away from, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I feel like he might have done it before, though. I feel like he has done it before. I mean, he's he's sixty nine, Neil Warnock. And yeah. I, I know what you mean. I mean, there are one or two managers of a similar age in the Premier League. But then for him, he, he might well think, you know what? I've got. If indeed he does get Cardiff back in the Premier League, and for the purposes of this conversation, we we're saying that you know if he does, then you know it's not a bad way to get Cardiff back into the into the Premier League and go. You know what? There we are. That'll do me. But we'll, mm-hmm. we shall certainly see. Uh, but one team that are on the march is Fulham. They beat Aston Villa, who have been going very well, of course. Um, Fulham, they are they are finding form at the right time here. Now, Fulham, I mean, they're a wonderful side to watch if you like possession football. They keep the ball for fun. They really, really do. But earlier on in the season, Fulham had so much possession. I mean, they will always get about at least 60% possession in games, you know. Um, but they didn't have much penetration going forward, which was the frustrating thing. But now they're managing to turn that into goals. They had the most, they've had the most possession on average in the championship all season. Oh, easily. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, apart from the obvious sides in the Premier League, you, you know, Man, Man City's and Arsenal's and so on, they are one of the most possession-heavy sides in, in the whole country. Mm. I mean, they really are, but they, as I say, they're that now... That guy scored a tap in, didn't he, against Villa? <laughs> Floyd <laughs> Ite, 50-yard. Yeah. He was yeah. gifted it. Little yeah. bit can you be, can you be gifted a 50-yard? No, you've still um, got to do yeah. it. I don't know. You can be given a voucher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've still got to claim it, though. Yeah. That's true. If you hit it from 50 yards, it's worth more than if you just... No, it's not, because they all count the same in exactly, football, exactly. you know? So, so they're, they're, but a good win for them. They seem to be timing their run quite well. Absolutely. But since that loss away to Sunderland on the 16th of December, which was very strange, they, they haven't lost at all. They're fifth, six points behind Cardiff in second. Watch out for old Fulham. They are, um, they are on the march, as I say. Now then, um, let's go to League One. 
I mean, if you can call it League One, this is more about that story about that Portsmouth man spending his wife's money, Luke. Yeah, I thought I thought it was much sneaking. I thought I got away with that. It broke sort of last week. I thought we got away with it. I thought I'll save that one. What's amazing to me about this, and you get this with Newcastle as well, is that um, not only embarrassing things happen happening to to Portsmouth, they're from the same era. They're like yeah. gems that we just didn't know about at the time. Yeah, well, this was uh, Suleiman Al-Fahim, Pompey's owner for about six weeks in 2009. Yeah, he stole five million. That lasted six weeks. Yeah, five million of his wife's money. Um, he's been jailed in, in the UAE. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's an incredible story. He stole five million from his wife and put it into Portsmouth, so he was their owner for about six weeks. And five million lasted six weeks. Yeah, Portsmouth. that's the takeaway. Showed you how they were pissing money away. That's two, so if I was the wife... I'd first of all be annoyed that he stole five million from me. Yeah. I'd then be doubly annoyed that he put it into Portsmouth in yeah. that era. You've stolen five million. Okay, where have you put it? Where have you invested it? Yeah. Because if if this is good, you could. <laughs> yeah. Portsmouth Football Club. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well have just chucked it out the window. That's the worst football club ever. <laughs> that, at that time, that is the worst place in the, possibly in world football you could put it. Yeah. I mean, and, and the thing about it, Marcus, is that Portsmouth are embarrassing themselves now on the pitch anyway. So I don't know why we have to talk about this. Yeah. They've had they've had four. I think. <laughs> No, three sendings off in their last five games. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, in all, they're in all sorts Is of Is your problems. current owner making a film, though? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> Al Fahim was wanting to make one. James Montague, of course, um, we interviewed him for a Ramble special. Um, the Indiana Jones of football media, as he was once described. He interviewed uh, this man in 2010 and asked him, has the experience put you off being involved in football? And, he, and uh, Al Fahim said, no, I get calls from the US, from Asia, saying, Mr. Suleiman, help us to buy a club. You don't, do you? Not anymore, because you're in jail. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so yeah. But he wanted to retire at the age of 35, this fella. <laughs> do you not remember him? I remember him. I do, not, yeah. I remember him quite did, well. He did He's very film... much a bit part character. <laughs> yeah. He did a film called The Rotterdaffer, and uh, <laughs> one of, I've been reading up about this, and there's, uh, there's an interview with uh, the director. We would use the highest technology in the film industry, and we will make two copies of the film, one in Arabic and one in English. What technology? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Some dubbing, but it's subtitling. Yeah. Such yeah. technology. Such high technology. <laughs> well, the solo man, he was going to play himself a philanthropist yeah. okay. in the film. His biggest claim to fame, um, Al Fahim, <laughs> is, uh, I think, is genuinely that he was in the same room when the deal was done for Man City to be taken over yeah. by mm. the, uh, in 2008, I think it was. Was it the, like in a public cafe in the UAE or something? I was there! Really. <laughs> no, no. The, uh, to be fair, some of the other movies of the director, Saeed, uh, Saeed Hamid, uh, is uh, Tabak al Rez, The President Chef. No, <laughs> is it a, is it the president's chef? That, no, the president is the chef. That genuinely ah. sounds like a Netflix original. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Alagan Yasta, uh, stop driver, let me get down. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Steve Gutenberg original. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stop or your mum or my mum will shoot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the old um, the old adage about um, about eighties Hollywood that was um, apparently. If you can't afford Ted Danson, get Steve Gutenberg. Nice. Yeah. I'm happy with it. It's a good rule for life. And he's fine. They clearly have some money left over for um, three men and a little lady. Yeah. Yeah. Get them both. Exactly. Uh, Right then, time for a break. After which, going for gold and all, we're going to talk about Big Eck as well. Muy rapido. Muy, muy. Like a Ferrari. Ah. It was his birthday this week, wasn't it? Yeah. Bobby Robson. He would have been 85, I think, yeah. yeah. Sir Bob. Um, the preview show sponsored by Bet365 is out on Thursday afternoon. We require a new better to we come do. forward. Mm. So show at thefootballramble.com. Great uh, shame. Let's be respectful to Richard Simmons, yeah. not that one's memory, and, 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 and move <laughs> on. But yeah, we need a new one for Thursday. Yeah, we certainly do. Um, chaps, did you hear that a Welsh match was stopped by an earthquake? Well, I heard about the earthquake. Mm. It was it was felt quite badly in Bristol. Yes, a few few of my friends got in touch. 
uh, to say, um, but I didn't know it stopped a game. How did it stop a game? Well, uh, the epicenter was 12 miles north of Swansea, I think. Um, it was the biggest uh, earthquake in the UK for a decade, 4.4 on the Richter scale, which will be small fry, perhaps, for some people listening far and wide, mm. but for, oh, for so, Britain, it's well, very so it, big. Did it just delay a game? It didn't stop it? It delayed a game. Okay, yeah, right, so okay. it, yeah, sorry, temporarily de- 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 stopped the game after the tremor felt just after half past two. Imagine that. Stopping a game for an earthquake. The ball sort of wobbling around like a wiggly giggly. <laughs> in the middle of a football pitch, it's quite a safe place to be in an earthquake, right? Oh, yeah. Well, well not unless they're Fisher opens. No, Fisher, yeah, true. Uh, yeah. If you've got a roof you're stadium. In big trouble. Apparently, uh, if you are in a house, you're supposed to stand in the threshold of a doorway. Yeah. Right? Um, I, well, learned that, I learned that from reading Slash's autobiography. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Of yeah. a supporting wall? That'd be a, a Lord bearing wall, surely. Yeah. A brick wall. Yeah, uh, yeah I think yeah, so. Not I a think so. One. I think Don't stick a plaster wall, mate. No, but I think it just means that. Um, you're you're less likely to be hit by falling stuff. Yeah. Did you ever um, stand in your doorway and push your arms against the doorway and then come out the doorway and your arms would automatically yeah. go up? Everyone did that, didn't they? I thought you were going to say, did you ever stand in your doorway and do a Samson and knock the whole place down? <laughs> <laughs> Accidentally. Hold up like a pillar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's when you had longer hair, of course. Speaking mm. of pillars of football. Alex McLeese. <laughs> oh, you see that? You the see that? It's telepathy. Yeah. <laughs> Seamless. <laughs> Back in charge of the big boys, a.k.a. the Scotland national team. Um, big Eck was at the helm for nine months, uh, but left in 2007 after narrowly failing to qualify for Euro 2008. And it was a very gallant effort. If you remember, they were in a, with a group, uh, with, in a group with France and Italy, I believe, if my memory serves me well. Was that there. when James McFadden scored a great goal in France? Yeah, I think yeah. that was that. I think, I'm pretty sure it was that time. Didn't, didn't McLeish leave because he got offered the Birmingham job? Yeah. Okay, yeah. But I think they'd failed to qualify and he felt that he'd probably... He'd done all he can, although Wait, well, for, the time being, for the time being. He won yeah. the League Cup at Birmingham. He's, the man's got a track record to dream about. There you go, you see. <laughs> if, you're an, if you're a Scottish fan listening to this and you're annoyed, um, here's how I can make you even more annoyed. I know for pretty much a certified fact mm-hmm. that um, Walter Smith was, would have taken it. Yeah. And uh, they, they dicked him around too much. And so he said, no, I'm counting myself out now. Well, it was at that time when Walter Smith and Alex McLeish, those two certainly started changing the fortunes around of the Scotland team and mm. they started picking up better results mm. I remember so. I think Walter would probably do a good job yeah I'd have probably had Smith over McLeish but then McLeish said that uh, he, he left to go to Rangers Smith didn't he so people got a bit annoyed about that as well. yeah, that, yeah that's fair enough I mean McLeish said he felt it was his destiny to go back there and he said when I looked at the other guys who have gone back to take charge of their national teams for a second time like Dick Advocat and Louis Van Hal, I thought yeah that could be on for me in some time alright okay there you are and the, didn't the um, didn't the president give him a little bit of a stitch up in the press conference? Yeah, as well? The, well, no, the SFA president Alex McRae, he doesn't. He's a bit of a bumbling old silly sausage by the, by all accounts. What a gentle way of putting it. Um, yeah. <laughs> a bumbling old silly, silly sausage. You're on Radio Four now. <laughs> Nobody wants an old sausage. Yeah. Bumbling silly sausage. Alex McRae said in the uh, press conference with Alex McLeish. Is it Alan McRae or Alex McRae? I thought it was Alan. Alan sorry, sorry. Is it Colin McRae? Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Come yeah. on. Um, yeah, he he didn't talk about McLeish in his previous uh, uh, you know time in the in the Scotland national seat, uh, national team hot seat, which he should have done because he did pretty well, as we say, relatively speaking. He just talked about um, McLeish and him knowing each other from the past and McLeish's playing career and, and all this kind of stuff. And then he said, in season 1888-89, I was appointed Alex as chairman of his testimonial committee. And I thought, well, I know McLeish looks a bit old, but not yeah. that old. He'd yeah. be about 150. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a slip like of Godfrey the... from Dad's armor. <laughs> I know it's a slip of the tongue and all, but it was an enjoyable one. Um, but then he said, ladies and gentlemen, join with me in welcoming Alex McLeish as our new Scotland team coach who will lead us to the Euro 2020 finals here in Scotland. No pressure, Alex. And I thought, well, if it's, if it's here in Scotland, then you get an automatic qualifying mm. spot, don't you? Mm. He's all over the shop, Jim. <laughs> mm. What do you think of McRae? 
McRae? Yeah. I think he's a bumbling old silly sausage. <laughs> there we are. Right then. Speaking of which, let's go for going for gold. I'd like to point out that bumbling old silly sausage is uh, boss. It's time for going for gold, where I give you a mystery footballer and uh, read out some clues, and you guys got to guess who it is. Um, uh, not cheating this time, Marcus, please. Yeah, Marcus. Marcus. Before we go into that, I, I thought um, I just completely forgot to mention this. Euro 2020 is in lots of different cities, isn't it? It is. So mm. one of the ga- one, a few of the games might well be in Scotland. I haven't checked, so that's maybe what he means there. I'm just defending him. Trying to be fair. Yeah, sorry, the semi-finals Marcus. and the final are in London, I believe. Okay, but yeah, there might be some games in Scotland. There might well yeah, be. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. So we're giving him a bit of slack. For okay. Hmm. Anyway, carry on, <laughs> carry on, Pete. Sorry for impinging upon your section. Yeah, Pete. watch out, mate. You're right to do it, though. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, this uh, These clues come from um, uh, Darren Michaels from Bedford. Thank you, Darren Michaels from Bedford, for getting involved. I was born in Suriname in Stop. 1972. Stop. Edgar David. Incorrect. Oh. Stop. Clarence Seedorf. Incorrect. Stop. Brian Roy. Incorrect. Stop. No. No. You <laughs> know. He knew what he was doing. Do I knew. I've played for 10 different clubs in four different countries. Stop. Michael Rice again. Oh, I was going to say that. Incorrect. Oh, I was genuinely going to say that as well. <laughs> We're all on the same Stop. page here. Yeah? Aaron Vinter. Good no. one. No. Stop. Vim Yonk. <laughs> <laughs> number two. Uh, sorry. Uh, question. Uh, clue number three. He's actually numbered these incorrectly, so I am messed up I fault. was brought to the English game by George Graham stop Glenn Helder yeah oh lovely no oh I no, thought you had that finger signing anyway damn I scored the first competitive goal at Southampton St Mary's huh stop Reggie Blinker no St <laughs> <Little> Mary's <laughs> what a little Reggie Blinker yeah, true true um, I have played 23 international games and scored 9 goals Excuse me. You're so close. It's kind of just circling That's the annoying. answer. <clears throat> I, feel, I really feel like I should know this one. Sometimes yeah. I think I haven't got a clue and it's one of those things, but I really feel like I should know this one. I've been on the losing side in the Copa del Rey, the FA Cup and UEFA Cup, and I'm a Premier League runner-up. My only major honour is the Portuguese Cup. Hmm. Don't know. I mean, this, is, this is in Jim's wheelhouse, really. He's mm. an Arsenal player, so mm. I mean... Well, not necessarily. My last game in the English game was a as a loser in the FA Cup final. Did you say it could be Spurs? Yeah, Graham managed Spurs, didn't he? Oh, of course he did. Yeah, yeah. God, okay, right. I have played for Claudio Ranieri at two different clubs. Oh, stop. Is it um, Winston Bojada? Yeah, surely. Surely not, Marcus. Oh. Incorrect. Mm. Oh, you went to the yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I've won the Premier League Golden Boot once, and I once shared. Oh, stop! The Jimmy, Floyd well. Jimmy Floyd oh, Hasselbank. Sorry about that. My Sorry. real first name is Gerald, and I'm currently <laughs> managing in League One. Thank you wow. for, uh, for oh. winning. Yeah, sorry, everybody. That's it. That, I think people would have got that way before us there. But we'll <laughs> yeah. never know. We'll never know. Because we don't believe them. <laughs> well, I could hear them screaming the answer, but not what the answer was. Yeah. <laughs> I, li- I like that Flashbank is managing uh, Northampton Town. Yeah. yeah, it's good. It's good. It was at Burton was, for a while, it, Burnley though. did very well, yeah. and QPR didn't quite work out. Yeah. He's, he's plying his trade. Plying not his moaning, trade. is he? He's not moaning. Oh, he's, yeah. He's, he's not. Not. never get these jobs. He just gets on with it. There we are. Mm. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble. It's been a ruddy pleasure, as always. Don't forget the preview show, of course, out Thursday. We need a new better. Say goodbye, Luke. Uh, goodbye. Say goodbye, Jimmy. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Petey. See you later. Bye from me.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret. And visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.